0: What is up, people? Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what's going on?
1: Yeah, Shamari, what's up? Um, We had uh, the season finale of Star Wars Resistance this week, so obviously that's important. Uh, And so, of course, that depends on how you feel about Star Wars Resistance, which is a uh, Mm, right. A bit of a polarizing show in its own right, but um, on top of that, we have a lot of movie news and a lot of TV news to talk about, so um, I'm excited for this show.
0: Yeah, it should be a good show. I mean, we have a, a decent amount of stories for you guys, um, so it should, be, uh, it, sh- it should be some interesting discussions here. Now, the first story, we've got uh, revolves around Benioff and Weiss, who are uh you know we it feels like we talk about them every every other week now um because we're also um we're all just anticipating their movies so much now um this is coming from Star Wars NewsNet so they have a source that's telling them uh that this story which you know we had suspected on the show for a while but it's basically telling them that this story is going to take place in the Old Republic, it's going to be hundreds of years before um, the the era of the Skywalkers. Um, so they're going to try to attract the Game of Thrones crowd to Star Wars using the creators of Game of Th- uh, creators of Game of Thrones, which um, you know I think is just the I think it's the right move. I think it's the right play. Um, I would say it's brilliant, but I feel like it's just obvious. I feel like, of course you wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> you know, who doesn't want to see that? I mean, the Old Republic is so popular among Star Wars fans. I don't know if I've heard a Star Wars fan that knows of the Old Republic say, I don't like it. I don't think I've heard that once. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't want to get people um, like the, like Benioff and Weiss to work on, the pro- work on an era, or basically to create an era Um, like the old republic i feel like it's a perfect fit they recently reintroduced darth revan in star wars galaxy of heroes so they're not shutting the old republic it seems like they want to uh include the old republic um but just outside of bioware i guess which i don't know i don't know what i don't know what their relationship is with bioware but they seem like they want to include the old republic so, I am all for this. I think this is a wonderful idea, and I am very much looking forward to this. Kendall, how do you feel about this well it's it's not necessarily news yet, but how do you feel about this rumor
1: yeah i mean it's it's interesting because I feel like you're right that we we we've when we talked about uh them doing a Star Wars movie, um that was obviously the first uh idea that kind of came to people's minds um so that if, from that perspective it's not really surprising but there are plenty of times where we've had an idea for something something that makes complete sense and sometimes people just miss it sometimes they decided to go in a different direction for whatever reason uh <laughs> like a kenobi movie yeah <laughs> um, but uh that's not the case uh, with this, apparently apparently they're, they've decided that uh, they're going to go in what would be the conventional route, uh, which would be having Benny Elf and Weiss just do an Old Republic movie. It would make sense, considering they haven't done anything in the Old Republic in the new canon, so kind of uh, kind of, they pretty much, they, they have a blank canvas that they can work with at this point. Um, it's... It like it, it, when you talk about the the connection between what the old republic could bring and what they've already done with old, with, with Game of Thrones, there's an obvious uh, overlap that makes sense over there. So, I mean, this makes sense on a lot of levels. Uh, I, I my guess is that my guess is that this is going to be something. I I feel like they were being talked about doing a trilogy, right? Um. Yes. Yeah, they've exactly. they were being talked about with a trilogy. So my guess is that this that this would end up being some sort of old Republic trilogy, which I mean it would could end up being incredible. So, uh definitely interesting. I the question is just going to be how are they going to I'm not too worried about this, but it's just gonna be how are they gonna connect this to make it feel Star Wars? Because it's not gonna have, you know, your classic, you know, Rebels versus, you know, Empire theme that the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy have had, and you know, you do wonder if people are gonna be worried about it being maybe closer to the prequel than the others. Um, I, I guess my only thing is, if you show people enough lightsaber that like people are gonna people are gonna go see it, but I don't know, we'll see.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's something that they just need to get over, you know. Uh, It may be why they have such hesitation up to this point with regards to the Old Republic. Uh, But they need to get over that. It's different. Yeah, Yeah, this is different. They need to get over that, okay. People like that there are a lot of Jedi (laughs) in the Old Republic. People like that there are a lot of Sith in the Old Republic. That's something that people like, you know. I feel like they need to just, like, have, just bring people in that... Are are like in tune with the the general fan base, the pros and the cons, but just in tune with it, so they know, so they could say, no, people like Obi Wan Kenobi, people like Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi, people like the Old Republic, like is no one, I, it, it's I don't know. Sometimes I feel like there's just no one at Disney that is telling them these things, and they're just like, no, everyone likes just. Rebels versus Empire, and that's it. And it's like, no, (laughs) like obviously that's not the case. Um, But it seems like they're, you know, like they're starting to create more content and 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 uh, you know expand their horizons besides just milking nostalgia. Um, And I think they're going to be better off for it. I mean, the Old Republic is um, is more like the prequels in that there is. Um, it's like I, I say. It's like a mix between the the, pre, the prequels and like the the, the um, Age of the Rebellion, because um, I mean, you have the constant war that's in the that's in the original trilogy, but right. just with all the Force users of that, which is similar to the prequels. So yeah, I agree. I mean, I think people. Are, I think people are definitely gonna come on to see this. I don't think they're gonna have any trouble. As long as they, I mean, the old Republic works on so many levels, and I mean, if the if the dudes at Bioware can make the old Republic so popular, I mean, I, I, you know, Benioff and Weiss, I know they can su- succeed with this.
1: <laughs> you cast uh, a couple of big actors, put a Star Wars label on it, put some lightsabers, like people are gonna go see it.
0: Yeah, yeah, people are definitely going to see People saw
1: Roll 1. People, people are going to go see this.
0: Yeah, people are definitely going to see this, and, like, they know how to write. You know? These right, dudes exactly. can write. So they, this is some very good stuff. I and, personally still would have preferred a show, but I'm okay with the trilogy.
1: And, I mean, when you tell people that this going to be made by the same dudes that made Game of Thrones, I mean, there are a lot of Game of Thrones fans mm-hmm. out there. And she just tell people this is Game of Thrones with a Star Wars skin on it. I mean, people are gonna go.
0: Yeah, I mean, come on. I feel especially like considering
1: Game of Thrones is ending.
0: Exactly. You know. So I feel like this is a no-brainer. Um. But all right, so that's you know a bit of good news to start to start off the show. Uh, we haven't had as much of that, um, you know, as of late. So it's good to start off with some of that. Um, so we have, uh, the next bit of news is, uh, coming from Oscar Isaac himself. Uh, he was on a show with, um, a radio show with John Fugelsang, who was a very funny guy. You should check him out. Um, but, uh, basically he had revealed, um, that the footage that Leia, the footage of, of Carrie Fisher that's going to be used for episode nine is footage that was previously shot in episodes seven and eight. So, um... Uh, I think that, that that's also something that had been I think had been becoming more and more of a popular idea. Uh, where people are like, well, they're probably just gonna use footage that was already shot and just put that in episode nine, which I think just makes the most sense in the world. Um you know, if if you're gonna include her in the movie, I feel like that's the way to do it. Without getting anybody upset. You know, I think it's way better than All everything we were hearing about, you know, CGI and and uh, you know all this other stuff is like it's like no, just use. They're just gonna use. So they're just gonna use the old footage. And I feel like that is. um, I feel it's good. I feel like it's going to, you know, I feel like some people are gonna be crying, in the theaters. I already already know it. Actually, oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) People are going to be crying in theaters when they show those flashbacks. Um, and there are going to be flashbacks. So, people are going to be crying in the theaters when they see those flashbacks. Do
1: you think they're going to be flashbacks, or did he say that?
0: I don't think he said flashbacks, but I, I'm, I believe they're going to be flashbacks. Alright. That's, that's just that, what I
1: That's something I haven't really thought of. I mean, that, that probably makes the most sense, out, actually. Cause,
0: yeah, because, I mean, they were filmed from those previous movies. Right. So, I don't think they're going to use that footage, um,
1: I thought they were gonna find a way to incorporate that into new stuff, which would have been. I
0: helpful. mean, that would that would just be really lucky, honestly. If they were able to have make that footage work with with the story that they're writing, I mean, maybe I mean maybe they could. I don't know, but um, I'm 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 going on a limit. I'm gonna say that those these are flashbacks.
1: Yeah, that would probably make the most sense. The only thing is they just have to explain what happened to Leia. Which yeah, they might, but,
0: yeah, they still gotta explain, um, you know, where she is know. or whatever where she is what happened I, I mean that's still you know yeah they're still going to have have trouble with that um but i i just think that, i think that's just what they got to do i mean i think it's it's tough to to use previously made footage and in, in basically you almost have to write the story around that almost and you really don't want to do that um you know, just to just to force her into the current story, and make it look like she, this character or this actor, has not already passed away. You know, like that yeah. is, I don't know. I feel like that's just very. I feel like you're almost like, like, uh, like you're you're limiting yourself. You know, like like you're like you're not being you're not able to create the story you want to make, um, or the best story that you could make. So I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. Um but yeah, so that's how we're gonna get Carrie Fisher. Um I don't know, I mean I mean, do you do you approve Kennel? Do you think that this is uh do you think this is okay? Would you how would you have felt about the whole uh including C G or
1: you know, using uh, I mean like C G I mean I I mean that that certainly would have been uh you know controversial this is probably the least controversial way they could they could have gone about this um and if if they feel like it doesn't largely affect the story, then that's great um you know it just my I mean, me i'm just i'm in whatever camp the one that fit the, her family is most comfortable with and two uh one that produces the best story you know and the one that they're the one that's closest to the story they intended to tell. Um so I mm-hmm. mean if that's if if that if they can get to that point by doing this then, you know, I'm all for it. If they're if they're kind of in a situation where they're they gotta maybe, you know, shoehorn stuff in to kinda hope, you know, make it stick. That, I mean it can get problematic, but obviously they're not in the uh, most convenient situations right now. Things are going to be a little inconvenient, obviously. So, I mean, I just want to see how this. I'll, I'll, I'll see how how they do it before I really fully judge. But right, um, it's certainly just something that we're going to be looking out for. Absolutely, episode nine. Do we yeah, think absolutely. they were going to see her in any trailers? I'd be shocked if we didn't.
0: I think there's a good chance. Though, though, if we didn't, I wouldn't be like going crazy. I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I mean. Yeah, she, she. we don't see only her, so then I footage. think...
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we don't see her, then I think that means that there's not that much.
0: Yeah, I anyway. agree with that.
1: But if we do, I don't think it means that there is a lot, but I just, I just think that means that they wanted to show her, which uh, I think would be important for the fans.
0: I think so, too. And I think it'll bring more people out to see the movie, which I know that's, like, you know, it may seem kind of callous, maybe, to, like, use her name or whatever. To, but, look, I mean, they're, they're trying to make money, and And people are attached to Carrie Fisher, you know. People are gonna be like, "Oh yeah," you know, and then they'll go out and see the movie. So, I mean, look, I think that's, I think that's how, I think someone at Disney is gonna propose that. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw. I I think, I think we will see some footage, but um, I don't think that. I I also wouldn't be surprised at all if we didn't see any because they probably don't have that much. So. You know, I mean, we'll see. Um, you know, either way, I'm just, I'm glad we're getting something uh, of Carrie Fisher in Episode 9. I think I think it's going to be a good tribute. And, uh, I don't know, I feel like they may do something similar to what they did for Stan Lee or Captain Marvel, maybe, with regards to the intro. Or, I don't know if they're going to do something like that, necessarily, because Stan Lee is so, he's Stan Lee. But, like...
1: <laughs> right, yeah, that was almost like, that's almost well. Another level. I mean, I would like just in terms of he's been in every
0: movie. You know yeah. I just, so, I mean, but, but there may be some kind of tribute, either in the beginning or the end. Yeah. I feel like there has to be something there. Um, all right. So, we have some more news. This one's involving uh, the video game world. So, Disney posted some job listings. Um, and these job listings are for people. Uh, to work uh, under the, uh, and and they're posted under the Lucasfilm Games badge. Now, uh, Lucasfilm Games, that's going way back, way, way back. Uh, I believe the last thing from Lucasfilm Games was in like the early 90s, before I was even born. I wasn't born yet. I don't know anything about Lucasfilm Games. All you super sweaties out there that have been playing Star Wars games, since before I was e- I was even born, um, by all means, you know, educate me <laughs> because because I am not familiar with Lucasfilm games at all. So, uh, but Disney's bringing them back, and I think it makes sense. You know, um, EA has been dropping the ball time after time. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I mean, look, I mean, I I like Battlefront, I like about front two to a moderate extent though i the microtransactions killed it for me it, it like soured it like soured my whole like taste for the game and i think it did for a lot of people honestly so i mean i don't know i mean I, they can't stick with ea the way that they have i don't think they can do that so <laughs> i think this makes sense reviving this old uh this old title this old name um, and, uh, having just their own, uh, gaming company, I think it's just smart. I think they could create a lot of really cool games, like, with just their own people. And I think that, um, I don't know, I think there's, I think there's just the right play. You know, and I think they, you know, they, so that they know who they're dealing with. And hopefully they get some good developers. Hopefully they, hopefully they can get some people from some of these other companies. I know Telltale recently kind of fell apart. Maybe they can pull, pull some people from there, you know. Um, maybe some of these other companies. Maybe Bioware is going to lay off some people after Anthem was such a disaster. Uh, so maybe will pull some of them. I don't know. But maybe they can get some, some people from some of these other uh, you know, gaming companies and, and kind of create a really cool uh, uh, company, a really cool kind of, like, like a really cool gaming company, basically, under their umbrella. um, but Keno, how do you feel about about this news?
1: yeah, I mean, I definitely think that this is a uh, i definitely think it's a positive yeah you know, one I'm never gonna I'm not for like the whole exclusive right, especially when it comes to video games i'm not i'm i'm anti monopoly i'm anti pro <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean i'm anti like exclusive gaming rights deals like you know, yeah, you know, sports, sports, video game fans know that like Madden uh, has taken a step back since the, since EA acquired the, <laughs> the exclusive rights. You know, whereas like Two K, you know, has kept its quality up because it actually has competition uh, with with the NBA. But uh, same with FIFA. Um, mm. So like we've seen, so we've seen, and that's not obviously the only game or the only industry, but. Uh, Whenever competition is around, um, it breeds, typically it breeds the best out of everybody. So, um, uh, when I look at EA, hopefully this puts some pressure on them to say, all right, you know, now we're not the only game in town when it comes to Star Wars games. And maybe we have to start, you know, getting our act together. Their deal, it runs out in 2023. So, I mean... not like there is a whole lot of time for them to do anything anyway but i I mean this is definitely a positive for people that wanted to see um more star wars games because none of this disney's uh ea made a whole bunch we have fallen order coming out um but besides that there haven't been many uh there's talk that we may get a battlefront three uh according to making star wars but um, they said that it would be unlikely to have episode nine content, for what it's worth. Um, mm. But that came out today. But I mean, I feel like uh, Lucasfilm games. The only my only concern would be that I hope these aren't like the rate right type of games. You know what I mean? Like I, I mean, it, it, like if I want a Star Wars game, I don't know if I want it from. Like, you know, a company that is new or a company that doesn't really make games, you know, consistently. I'd rather get it from maybe not EA but uh, Activision or uh, Ubisoft or you know somebody that I know consistently, <laughs> Rockstar, somebody I know that consistently has like, I mean, Disney has a lot of resources, Luke's film has a lot of resources, and they've done it a long time ago, but. Uh, this is just going to be totally different, so I won't know what to expect from any of these games. Yeah. Uh, I just hope they're not low-budget.
0: I mean, I feel like they are kind of, um, you know, they're feeling the the, uh, pressure, and they're really taking the brunt of the blows that have been delivered to them as a result of them letting EA run the ship. And they're saying, we're not going to let these companies run the ships anymore. Because EA is kind of like your, EA has been, been, been getting bashed so much lately, they're, but they're kind of like your flagship, like big, big gaming company. They're just gonna pump out a triple A game, and just throw a bunch of microtransactions in it, and just make people buy it or try to make people buy it. I mean, and they and they didn't. I think that's it, EA is where they messed up. But I just think they're just dumb with that whole concept in general of just kind of just completely outsourcing. Uh, <laughs> gaming to one of these companies and just having them mess it up. So, I think that this may be them a response to that. Um, uh, I mean, they, I think Dice did a, a fantastic job on both Battlefront and Battlefront Two. And if there's Battlefront 3s coming out, I'm sure they're going to do an amazing job on Battlefront Three. So, I mean, and I, I think Lucasfilm Games can still work in conjunction with these other companies. But I think just not having them under this the EA umbrella or any such umbrella (laughs) would be a good thing, you know. I think that that would just I think that would just I think that's just a benefit, honestly. Like I really do. Um, All right, so the next story we have uh, uh, here for you guys is kind of uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it a joke of a story, but it it's not it's not a story that you necessarily want to hear and it's not a story that you're going to want to take seriously and i still kind of don't take this story seriously but it's it's what we're hearing um so lucasfilm uh is apparently at least discussing developing an ewok series for disney plus and yes you heard me right ewoks an ewok series for disney plus now this has to be for kids Okay, that's just step one. Is this must be for kids, you know? And I, I feel like it just, it, it just would be, you know. They make something right. similar to the Minions from Despicable Me, similar to the Rabbits from the, from you know, Raving Rabbits, and uh, you know, the Mario and Rabbits or whatever other rabbits, whatever. Just yeah. random little tiny creatures to sell toys. You know, there's you know, another thing they're gonna definitely go try sell toys. Based, right. on, based on whatever <laughs> whatever whatever show, we're going to try to revive that market so they could sell all the toys. They can have Ewoks on all the shelves. Similar to how the minions are just on all the shelves, no matter where you go. <laughs> like yeah. They're going to have Ewoks just on all the shelves. Now,
1: so, mm-hmm. I was doing research earlier today, I kind of stumbled upon this, but there, apparently there, there was a, a, in the 80s an Ewoks cartoon that had two full scenes. I feel like I heard that somewhere. I forget. So, I forget where I heard about that, but yeah. I I kind of question whether or not this is going to even be live action or a cartoon.
0: That was my first question, honestly. Was is this going to be live action, or because um, when and I first heard about this, I was like, "This got to be a cartoon, right?"
1: the The cartoon kind of it's like a Smurfs kind of thing, from what I can tell. Right. You know, but they're like Ewoks. It, like Smurfs mixed with like, like uh you know, a Bernstein Bears, Chipmunks kinda like that kind of look, but like obviously right. in like a Smurfs kind of setting. But um if this isn't a cartoon then, then I'm I'm all the way down on this. It's just a waste of money if you make it live action.
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly. So waste of money I mean um Yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of a waste of money and a waste of time if it's not a cartoon. <laughs> I mean, if if it's live action and it's still for kids, then I mean, is it going to be like Sesame Street or like like what? How are they going to even like how wh- how would that even work? What what would that even be? You know, so I don't know. I I I don't know. I, I I'm still like disregarding this story completely, <laughs> completely. I'm just like, all right, Ewok show. I don't think that's going to happen. That's just my gut reaction. Is this probably ain't going to happen? If it is, it's going to be so incredibly g-rated um just not even tv y7 just T V G. like so it's so g-rated that no adult is going to want to pay any amount of attention to this even the super is super sweaties, the people that are just you know eat sleep you know bleed star wars it's not going to watch the ewok show you know like that's just not going to happen but I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. Well, um,
1: do you feel like this is one of those that's like in like the the whiteboard stage that we talked about?
0: I don't about even. I don't even. I don't even know if it's in that stage. I really don't. I think it might be just someone brought it up at a meeting once, and then <laughs> some. Someone else just was like, "Oh, the Ewok show," and then they just now we have a story about it. You know, I think this. <laughs> I think this might be something like that. I don't think this is on any kind of whiteboard. I don't think you know Iger or well, not that Iger would be. I don't think Kennedy or uh, Hidalgo. I don't think anybody is really anybody that means something is taking this very seriously. Um, uh, and as and clearly, Lucasfilm or the Disney Lucasfilm is very in touch with you know how people had negatively have negatively reacted to things in star wars and the ewoks are very much maligned they people do not like them or at least the the original trilogy people that they're so like concerned about pleasing did not like the ewoks at all so i'm not i don't know why they (laughs) so yeah i don't know why they would do this you know it doesn't it doesn't fit their character it doesn't so that's why i don't think this is going to be taken seriously at all i don't I don't think anyone's asking for this. You know, not that, you know, the Star Wars fan base would necessarily be the audience if they're trying to market it towards children. But I don't even know if Star Wars parents would be like, Sweetie, you wanna watch the Ewoks? I don't even know if they'd say that. Like I really don't. I mean they might <laughs> Yeah. I mean they'd probably sooner put their kid in front of uh I don't I don't know, whatever's on Nickelodeon now, I don't even know. But they probably they probably do that before they put him in front of the Ewok show, so I don't know. I think I think this idea is dead in the water if they're taking this seriously. But I don't I think, think this animated.
1: Seriously. I think this could be. I mean, look, it still has a it still has a, a cap, you know, it still has a ceiling. A but like, I think like could it be like you know like penguins of Madagascar. Type good or like could it be, uh, on that level? I mean, if it has good writers, you know, I mean,
0: I, mean, I feel like be good
1: in theory. I feel like <laughs> yeah. this.
0: I mean, one, I mean, one problem with it is the Ewoks don't talk. All right, so the shows, co- the thing, yeah. show's I don't called Ewoks. I,
1: I think they talked in the cartoon.
0: Probably, I mean, they they'd have to talk. I mean, yeah, the Ewoks exactly. don't I can't talk. It's just gonna be like <laughs> it's just gonna <laughs> be like <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be like that rabbit show. But they're gonna be in the woods all the time because yeah, awesome. the Ewoks yeah. are always in the woods, and they're always just gonna be gibbering and jabbering and poking stuff with their sticks. Like, what is it? What are they even gonna do? So I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that this. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea, and I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. But uh, we shall see. Now. Uh, so that does it for the news uh, portion. I wanted to give a brief uh, review of uh, Star Wars Queen Shadow. Because I finished the novel centered around Padme Amidala. It takes place between episodes 1 and 2. It has been getting a lot of praise from a lot of what I can see online and in other places. and Even in the reviews in, in uh, Audible, which is where I listen to audiobook. You know, Amazon, etc. People, people have been giving the movie a lot. The the movie, people have been giving the book a lot of praise. I thought it was okay. I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, it was a decent story uh, surrounding Padme. I think it, it, it. Uh, I think it helped kind of characterize her outside of just what we saw in the prequels, and even in the Clone Wars. And I think um, it gave a lot of character to her handmaidens, who are more than just handmaidens. They're like her best friends. And they actually play a very big role in like keeping her safe. And they're just like her support system. And they're just people in their own right. So they do a good job of expanding upon that. and Expanding upon, I guess, the culture and tradition of Naboo and Padme's role in the Senate. And her transition, how her whole transition from queen to senator came about, um, and her relationship with the Trade Federation. So, I think that overall, I'm not gonna, I'm not really gonna go too in depth. Um, and I, just part of the reasoning for that kind of goes into my negatives, in that I don't think much of importance really occurred in the story itself. Really, I don't think anything of great importance occurred in the story itself um you get some easter eggs regarding uh mina Bonteri and her being aligned with the separatists and you get a lot of stuff regarding clovis and his feelings for padme and him being with the banking clan and that not necessarily being such a great thing and so you get a lot of, like, nice little Easter eggs and things like that. And like I said, there's a lot of characterization regarding all those characters, including Mon Mothma, Bail Organa, a lot of other people that appear in the book throughout. Palpatine. There's a lot of Palpatine, and it's really cool seeing him in the book. Palpatine, Masameda, etc. You know, the list goes on. All the, all the A lot of major players were in the Republic, in the prequel era. So it's fun seeing them. The plot is not that great to me. Uh, A lot of time... Well, not a lot of time, but... I don't know. Some of the time is spent kind of on... um, Well, a lot of time is... Well, I guess, to me, it felt like a lot of time. A lot of time was spent on Padme's... uh, Her and her handmaidens, like, switching places. And, like you know her not being the queen and then her being the queen or her not being herself as senator but then the pat- the handmaiden being her as a senator and stuff and I don't know it i it was maybe it's how it sounded in the audiobook I'm not sure but it was just confusing to me at times and I don't think it was I think it was supposed to come off as like stealthy and like a spy but it didn't come off that way to me um so I don't know just overall I thought it was okay it wasn't bad I would st- I would still recommend it for anyone that either likes Padme or is a fan of the prequel era or wants to know more about the Republic and the Senate during the prequel era I think this is a good listen um, you know I mean there are a couple issues that go on in the Senate but but they, they, these some of the meetings in this book, i honestly do think fall into the category of like the people that were in the theater in the phantom menace like falling asleep because they didn't know what was going on Because some of the stuff in this book i'm like uh you know i'm like this is getting real this is like <laughs> i you know like okay but like come on like let's move on where are we going you know because i mean what i liked about the politics in the prequels was that it it, it it was all purposeful you know it was it was going somewhere the stuff in this book just happens and it's just like all right and then we get more characterization from padme and it's like i like that but what is happening in this book nothing really happens it kind of comes it kind of forms a climax towards the end but that's like its own like story it's just like the last few chapters and then but everything else like (laughs) it's like everything else didn't matter i'm just like uh, i don't know so I have, I have very mixed feelings about the book i thought it was decent i probably put it on the same level as uh bloodline by claudia gray which i also thought was okay i think this is kind how of along the same line
1: how many stars uh do you give it out of five
0: uh i give it um 3.5 out of five i thought it was okay i i mean i wouldn't i'm not bashing it i don't think it was bad at, at all it's very well written ek johnson's a good writer She's very good at writing characters. She did a wonderful job with Ahsoka. I think she did a good job with Padme in this book. And again, she characterized the Handmaidens well. They seem like real characters. But the plot left a lot to be desired. You know, I mean, I think I think ultimately Ahsoka is a more interesting character. So I think that service that just worked better for the Ahsoka novel, which was spectacular. Um. So yeah, I thought th- I thought this book was okay. I thought it was okay. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Do you have any questions for me regarding, <laughs> uh, regarding this book? Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, the the the, one I, I the the the. the consensus rating that I've seen for this is about four four stars out of five. Right. Um so it's around where you uh around where you would have where you had it. Uh did they tie in any of the Bonteri separatist stuff?
0: Yeah, they did.
1: I mean it was uh Was it more like Easter egg stuff or was it like a real like
0: It was Easter egg stuff. It wasn't anything where like, you know, she was like meeting with Dooku, and like you know, you see that. Like no, it was it wasn't anything like that, that concrete. But but yeah, you do you do get that stuff, um, because you you already see the factions kind of splitting in the Senate, with regards to Bonteri and her having her people, and then there's Bale and Mon Mothma and their people, and like they kind of don't like, and they don't get along. And it's kind of you know you you see the separatists already kind of forming almost, um, but uh, so yeah you do see that a little bit of that in this book, but you know it's not like a, it's not a lot. You get a little bit of that though. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I felt about Queen Shadow. I thought it was okay. I re- I do recommend it. I think you should pick it up. It's not you know uh I, I well i think you should pick it up if you if you're a fan of the prequel era if you're a fan of padme i think it's a i think it's a worthwhile read padme is characterized well you do learn more about her character um and uh yeah so i thought that was done well so i think it's worth a read so now we're going to review the finale of Star Wars Resistance uh Kendall, so the, so we can recap the episode we can recap the season um overall uh yep. I thought this this episode was good. I thought it was animated very well. I thought the ten- this tension and the stakes were definitely there. You know, you see Kaz growing as a character finally, you know. <laughs> it only took how many episodes, but you know, you see that growth, you see the the Aces doing things. Um you know and you feel like the whole story kind of comes around full circle so i i thought this was a great finale honestly um and i am very very much looking forward to seeing where we go from here i mean tam is gone and um uh the first order is just uh is uh they basically are just aware of Kaz being a resistance spy, and they're aware of Yeager, and um, I I honestly I'm really excited, honestly I'm excited I, I would not have, well I wouldn't say I wouldn't have thought I've actually been saying in most of these reviews I thought season 2 was going to pick it up a lot um, but you would have never guessed I think, from the previous episodes that it was going to lead to something like this
1: yeah like, Yeah. yeah yeah, no, I feel like, um, I agree that that the stakes were definitely high in this episode, which, I mean, <laughs> I would hope so, the finale, but, uh, that's not, that's not really a given with the show, um, and I definitely agree with your your sentiment that Cass is uh, Cass's character, uh, he grew about five iotas in this, <laughs> in this, in this particular finale, because, He's kind of a he's kind of a joke character for like eighty percent of the season, Um, which kind of different between him and Ezra, uh, Ezra Bridger from Rebels. So, yeah, this was definitely uh, an important episode for Cass's development. For me, the only I would say the only negative is I, I still don't feel like there was that like OMG moment in this entire season, which is kind of. Kind of, I wouldn't say lame, but I mean it was kind of lame. But it's kind of kind of a a, a drawback for me, because rebels had quite a few. Even we, in season one,
0: rebels did have quite a few. Um, I think that. Uh, let me see. I think what they were going for with this season was they wanted to establish, um, Kaz growing in the resistance i like that poe takes a has an active role in um i think just in uh in the show honestly he has a fairly active role in the show um i don't know if we're gonna see him again now that bb8's gone but (laughs) hopefully we do um but i mean poe has a fairly active role in the show i think that's more than i can say for rebel season one especially i think rebel season one we didn't see anyone of importance. I think we saw Vader in, like, what, the first episode, maybe? Yeah. And then, like, that was it. Totally um, and then it was, Yeah, and we saw Ahsoka, but that was in season... That was not season one, right?
1: Yeah, that was the end of season
0: one. Really?
1: Like, the last episode.
0: I thought the last episode of season one was a fight with the Inquisitor.
1: Isn't that when she also got revealed to be, uh...
0: No, I th- I'm almost certain that was season two, right?
1: Unless that was the first episode of season two.
0: I think it was early season two that she was revealed. Um, I don't think that was season one. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: Cause that's why, that's why I jumped, that's why I started watching it again. I was like, oh snap. Uh.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. I thought, I thought it was early season two, but. Um,. But yeah, there wasn't much. I, I I definitely remember there wasn't much in in Rebel Season One, um, uh, that that really made you that it was a like an OMG moment as you said. I think in Resistance Season One, you had. I think there were maybe one or two. I mean, I think when they went to that um, system and saw the all the dead planets, I I I I think that I was kind of like whoa like. Like, I was not expecting that. Because that's actually adding to canon. You know? I was like, I didn't know they were testing the Starkiller base like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um. I. Uh. Let's see. Really, honestly, I liked all the episodes that included Poe in them. (laughs) And I like Poe as a character, so I'm biased in that way. But I thought those were good episodes. So, um. It's just a bad episodes, and there's so many of them in this season. They just it just weighs the show down. So it's hard. It's hard to I can't when it comes to this this season as a whole. I can't give it a good rating. I can't. I can only go so high. I would probably give the season as a whole out of ten. I'd give it like a. Uh, I give it a five point seven. not quite a six but it has potential to be a six it's getting there you know as a whole i'm judging as a whole there were so many throwaway episodes like i just i can't ignore that so i don't know i i thought i thought the season was okay though i like the finale and i think season two has a bright future so i'm definitely going to be watching season two but i wasn't too high on this season as a whole um I don't know, Kendall, uh what would you give this season out of 10?
1: Uh, Out of 10? Yeah. i give it a 6 out of 10. Okay. You know, I mean, I can't I can't go any higher. <laughs> you know, because there were too many episodes that were too skippable, weren't enough moments that were uh, like, top tier for me. Um, it has it has potential. And I hope season two can can improve. But there are very few moments where I look back or I look at it and I say, "Oh right, yeah, like," I thought the the, I mean for me I, my favorite moment the entire season was the Huck speech, which is something from the 4th Awakens that took straight from that. You know, I think, I mean, I think that they did the Hulk speech better in this, than they actually did the way. <laughs> Credit to that. But, um, but besides that, there isn't, there wasn't a whole lot that I loved about this season. There are other good moments, but, um, I think there's still plenty of room for improvement. I wouldn't say this finale was, uh, shocking, like they said, <laughs> like they said it was going to be, but, uh... Yeah, I, I I think there is hope for this season, or for this series. I think season two, I just hope they ratchet up the intensity just a... I mean, hopefully a lot, but even if it's not a lot, just a tad.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I think I think it'll be similar to Rebels, in the uh, with them ratcheting up the intensity bit by bit. Um, But, all right, so that will do it for this uh, episode of the Imperial Broadcast. We thank you all for listening. Next week... We don't have anything concrete um, schedules because resistance is no more. At least this season is no more. Not the show, um, but uh, we'll of course we'll be keeping an eye out for any news. Uh, hopefully, we have got something more with um, uh, with uh, uh, celebration. Celebration is approaching. Hopefully, you start hearing start hearing more rumors regarding episode nine. Whether it be a trailer, a poster. A title, something. So, we should be getting that soon. Again, the celebration is just... It's a few weeks away, honestly. At this point, it's less than a month away. So, it is fast, fast approaching. It'll be here before we know it. So, we should be hearing something regarding celebration soon. Um, stuff will... I'm sure it will start leaking because that's just the nature of media nowadays. So, stuff will start leaking. i will have to leave the internet <laughs> for however long until celebration starts. So um so yeah we should have that to look forward to uh, at some point uh but that'll do it for this episode uh so uh, thank you all for listening hope you guys come back next week i'm your host Shamari, joined by kendo see you next time peace